Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brent Lamont, and joining me today, made of the pod, Sunny Sanghai out of our SAP Maidenhead office. Hey, Sunny. Hello. Also joining us as part of what I think is going to be a series where we're talking about the new Scrum Master journey from our SAP Vancouver office is Wenling Lin, who is new to the Scrum Master role. So this first iteration, I'm going to have us have a conversation about the relationship between coach and Scrum Master. So Wenling, first off, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Of course. Glad to have you. So I want to start with a question for you is, how has working with a coach, how's that been beneficial both not only to you, but to the team that you're working with? Um, So I think for me, having a coach um, has honestly been phenomenal. Um, So I'm new to the whole Scrum framework, Um, the Scrum Master role itself. And I think um, when you're working with experts um, across all different categories, we have process improvement, project management, agile coaches, DevOps and learning, I think honestly can be very daunting coming into the role itself. Um, So I think that my coach has honestly really helped um, bring me up to speed on the process, the role itself, um, really helped me understand the importance of building a team the right way, um, and really how to support the team and to really live kind of that servant leadership role that you uh, read about in the books. And um, so that experience has honestly been very helpful for me. And he is so experienced and really helps me um, understand as well as the team kind of from a third party lens. Um, kind of the areas of improvement or any areas of um, encouragement that the team is doing well on and just making sure that the team is recognized and just helping build that team morale. Right on. So Sunny, talk about it from the coaching side. How's that been working for you? So I'd kick off and I'm not just saying this because Win Ling's on the call, but I think she's been natural in terms of approaching the Scrum Master role. Um, I would say from a personality perspective, that natural ability of bringing people along in the events as well. Um, I think that's been a big thing. I think often when you look at new Scrum Masters, you think, have they got the personality and the soft skills to bring a team along? Right. So I think one of those, that was an easy win for me straight away from a coaching perspective. Um, And I think one of the areas me and Win Ling worked on when we started working in this area was from a coaching stance was into the powerful questioning stance. Right. Um, and that's one of the areas we worked on quite heavily. Um, and it was a little bit more away from a execution based, more to a co- question based approach, which um, often me and Winling would talk about in one on one sessions and go, OK, what questions could we apply in the upcoming sessions and would practice that? as well sure. um, and I think that's that's been a great thing um, and I've, I would say for Winling it's I echo what she just said it's not been easy right when you're in a when you're leading a team as a scrum master for people who are scrum masters do that for their job right <laughs> right as well so that that's not an easy one as well um, to do and she's doing tremendously well in terms of how she's applied that um, but I would say one of the main things I have worked with around there is around the coaching stance. So then one thing I want to make sure I tee up in this is that the team that Wendling is working with is a team that was actually two separate teams. It was an inter- both are internal teams. And one team is full of 
people who are scrum masters and coaches who do this all the time with their other with their own teams. And then there's a separate team that was business, uh, business process improvement, uh, learning, all kinds of other things. So they weren't necessarily scrum focused. And so Wenling had to basically step in and be the scrum master for this team of half experts, half not experts, and to make them play well together. So one thing that you touched on, Sonny, that I think is really interesting is, you know, having that personality. Because I think a lot of people assume if you're a good project manager, you can be a good scrum master. And I think that's not necessarily the case because you have to have, you have to have what what Wendling talked about, which is the servant leadership piece. And if you can't come in, and especially now with the 2020 Scrum Guide update, where it's talking not as a servant leader, but as a leader, Scrum Masters have to come in and say, I'm in charge of this process. You guys have to work with me in this. And so I think it's really interesting to talk about, Wendling, for you, how was it working with people who do it every day, who who live all the value, you know, live the values of, of Scrum and agility. How did you find working with that to try to keep them in line? Um, so I think for me, from my perspective coming in, um, I think to be honest with the project management um, and Scrum, I think they actually go hand in hand and I think they complement each other well. Um, the way I kind of approach kind of both ends, whether I'm putting my PM hat or my Scrum Master hat is kind of how do I best tailor, I guess, kind of my approach so that it works best to meet the needs of kind of the project, the people and the organization. I think of, you know, project management. Yes, there is a lot of planning up front. Um, a lot of processes to follow. And on the other hand, Scrum, um, it's a really good framework for embracing change. Um, And so I think um, one definitely isn't better than the other, but it's just more so how do you kind of combine the two separate, you know, there's like different tools and techniques kind of from different approaches Mm -hmm. and different roles, but how do you kind of all tailor it together to make it fit? Um, best for your team. Um, so I think that was kind of the biggest eye-opener for me and working with different experts in the room and people with different proficiencies, whether in project management, lean, or um, agile as well. Sunny, when it comes to having someone who is relatively new as a coach, working or new as a scrum master, working with people who do this every day, who have uh, agile experience who are, you know, supposed to be professionals, very technical in their field. How do you help coach a scrum master into working with that group of individuals? Yeah. And that was one of the things that me and Winling spoke about when we started first as well, because I think that was something in the back of both our minds. Um, it's just one of those elements that existed inside the team. And I think where we went down that path was, Let's do the processes in the way they should be done, right? In order with the so the folks on the team um, who do this job day in day out um, could relate to that as well, and that they could chip in as well, right? In terms of any suggestions that they had as well. So I think one of the key things to do there with whenever you have Scrum experts as well is just probably I would say probably like similar to the Shuhari, right? As well in a Scrum Master world, 
as well when you're working um, as a scrum master as well is if I'm new to it, let me do things that how they should be done to start with. And then as a scrum master, once I get comfortable with that, with the team as well, who are experts as well, then we can start to change the way things might be done based on the maturity of the team at that time. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say that that's the way we approached it as well. Um, cool. And you saw that, right, in terms of one of the artifacts Winling produced was a story point reference scale very quickly, yep. by sprint, the second sprint. Um, and that, that helped the team with their estimation during poker planning. Um, so, yeah, yeah. That, that's the approach. So I will say, you know, this is where I put in a plug for the Shuhari episode. So if you want to learn more about Shuhari, go listen to the Shuhari. Yeah. You know. So, uh, Wenling, let's talk through you know, that split between two different teams. So you had one team that's chugging right along and they're probably what, five, six sprints in. And then you bring in another group that has no basis for understanding what this team has done. How'd you, how'd you find that to be? Cause I think that's a thing that a lot of scrum masters don't necessarily walk into, right? It's not something that they do early on in their, in their agile journey is merging of, of teams. So, you know, talk me through that. So I guess when you're building a team together, um, kind of, as you said, one has already kind of gone through a couple of sprints and another group is just joining in. I think it's important to look at the team as a whole. Um, I think every team kind of goes through that whole um, you know, that forming, um, storming, norming phase. Yeah. Um, so as a team, what we've done is we've um, had a team liftoff. Um, and basically from a liftoff perspective, we are just starting and forming together as a new team. So we kind of talked about um, understanding the team's needs, what our values are, um, developing new working agreements and trying to better understand the different working styles and how we can kind of build um, our relationships and trust with one another. Um, I think really just bringing everyone so that we're kind of on the same page um, to the best that we can, um, that was kind of the approach that we've taken um, just to align and kind of reset as a one individual team together. So how do you think that worked out where you had one team who had just recently formed? So they had gone through all that, all that process, right? Where they've done a team liftoff, they've done their working agreement. They're only a couple sprints in and they have to do it all over again, right? So how, how did that work out for you, right? Because that is, that is something I think that a lot of new scrum masters, they basically inherit a team, right? So the team has come in. They've already had the working agreement. They've already done their liftoff. They've already done all of the baseline work. They're basically just bringing the scrum master up to speed. Whereas with this, you had to do the liftoff. You had to do all the foundation work yourself. And then you had to go and say, okay, we got all of that. Now we have to do it all over again. So how was that? You know, Let's have you think about that. Sunny, I want to ask, do you think that was advantageous for her? Or do you think that was a little bit of a challenge? The liftoff? Yeah, doing it I twice. Think, I think that's experience at a very quick speed <laughs> for somebody right. that needs Scrum Master role. Is, um, I think everyone who's on the team will agree that Winling is in the deep end straight away. So I think that was advantage to her that she's done a couple of liftoffs at such a short time with two sets of groups of people as well. Um, so 
yeah, I think that, that's an advantage. I think one other thing I wanted to mention, which Winling has done as well, and this shout out to Jesse Marchan on this one, who's our um, Agile DevOps lead. Um, we also, when the teams joined together, was um, after a couple of sprints, we introduced the Westrom Culture Survey um, because they were coming from two different team backgrounds, um, two different skill sets, three, even potentially four. I think skill sets where it was important to understand what the culture of the team was. And it was important to get a baseline of the Westrom culture um, at that point. Um, and so that, that was a good way of actually using a tool that we have right now um, to assess culture. And then I'm sure we'll do many more. And I think we've agreed with Link, right? Every quarter we'll, we'll do them as well. Definitely just to kind of um, tee up kind of the progress that we've made together as a team. So I'm going to actually hold Wenling from answering the question about merging of the two teams and building on the foundation until the next iteration, because we're getting close to time. So until the next iteration, I'm Brent. I'm Sunny. Wenling. Until the next iteration, you can give us a rating at your podcast provider. Reach out to us on mail at info at faster than standup.com, or you can find us on Twitter at Faster Standup. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than Standup. The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.